What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Badgers, your daily Badger show. We're going to talk a lot today about what Luke Fickle said at his presser. Iowa coming up. Is Tanner Mordecai a good quarterback, even if he's not the greatest thrower? We have so much to talk about on today's Locked On Badgers with a guest. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As always, if you're watching the show live, if you're on YouTube tomorrow, or if you're catching on the podcast, whatever it is, thank you so much. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 infections. Get your stay at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. All right, I uh, really do appreciate it. We're going to bring our guest on. First, though, before we do, because... We're going to lose some of my screen when I do that. I want to highlight, we're going to start doing just random Badgers of the day of the week. I think the shared community of the Badgers world is these, these players that we grew up and we love, the good, the bad, the mediocre. Today's Badger of the day is P.J. Hill. I loved P.J. Hill. I know he's not the most sexy running back. I think the guest I have coming on wasn't the biggest P.J. Hill fan. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm going to give him an opportunity. Um, we're having a fireside chat. I also want to give a shout out on the Discord, on our Discord to Badger Gator. He sets up all of our game chats. He is instrumental in building, helping build that community. So I definitely want to give him a shout out. All right, Ryan, let's get on this. I've wasted too much time pontificating about PJ Hill. What were your PJ Hill? Like, where are you at on PJ Hill fandom? I, I love me some PJ. Uh, that was probably one of the 37 Ryans in the Discord that may have not liked PJ. I'm a huge PJ guy. Um, He's one of those uh, jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You wouldn't say anything he ever did was elite for the program, but during his time here, you could feed him the ball. He'll get you some yards, especially in that old pro-style system. Like, he wasn't going to lose you yards. I mean, he wasn't going to necessarily have those, you know, 80-yard game-breaking runs that, like, Chez had against Buffalo, but the boy could ball. Yeah. Came in as a fresh, a redshirt freshman, right? He was a redshirt freshman was his first big year, but right out of the gate, he could ball. Um, yeah, I think we'd have to ask JB where he's from. I can, I'm pretty sure one of those states down south. Not all the way south, but. No, PJ Hill was uh, Bronx, wasn't he? Was he really? I th I, for some reason, I was thinking he was a St. Louis guy. So Someone let us know in the chat. I, PJ Hill is, I'm almost positive out in the Bronx. Oh, I think he is, because he always wore a New York hat on campus. Uh, I might be wrong. Well, uh, JB, no I tried to give a, a St. Louis guy some love, but no by worries. proxy, I guess. All right, let's let's get this one. Let's get into uh, Luke Fickle's presser talking Rutgers, uh, previewing Iowa a little bit. A couple takeaways I had from this, and I want to kind of chat back and forth. The first one I wanted to talk about, this was a quote, and all these quotes are paraphrased because I'm listening to him as I'm typing. So everyone, it's not the exact quote, but I promise you it's the context that is correct. Um, he, he was talking about, someone asked about the deep balls. And Ryan, I know we're going to talk about Tanner Mordecai some more. You wanted to chop it up. He said, we would like to take more of those shots. Can't make plays if you don't take shots. But he also said the maturity of our quarterback has shown. When they aren't there, he's been smart, and he's not throwing the 50-50 balls. So I understand what he's saying, Luke Fickle's saying here. He's Don't put the ball in harm's way. Don't turn it over. That's the quarterback's primary job. The only part that I would push back on a little bit, I kind of want him to throw more 50-50 balls. Yeah, I mean, that would be nice. I mean, to stretch the defense a little bit. I mean, a Phil Longo offense, you got to go horizontal and vertical. And the old adage is you got to cover every blade of grass, and we're not necessarily making defenses do that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely maturity. I mean, if you weren't mature as a six-year senior, we'd probably have more questions than answers at this point. Um, I don't know. Tan 
Morty is what I call him. That's what I pretty much dubbed it for him, whether he likes it or not. But, I mean, Morty really throws some deep balls. Like, yeah, obviously he's not throwing as many as we want, of course. But it's like I'm just kind of like I'm pausing because I'm kind of like rattling through my head. It's like he's thrown plenty of deep balls in the sense of like they weren't necessarily 50-50, but Bell's dropped a couple, Green's dropped a couple, uh, Rucci's dropped a couple. And it's like even that one, the green that we can talk about later, like with a little more anticipation, uh, a little more throwing it when you hit your back foot, it is a 50-50 ball. I mean, it might be just a walk-in touchdown, but he did throw that 50-50 ball, drew a penalty. I'd like him to do it a lot more, but I wonder if we were we really haven't had to, like outside of like Washington State. Like, yeah, in Washington State, it was kind of like we got to score points however we can. So we started taking more shots and we found more openings. But at the end of the day, it's like, when you're mature, you're not going to take unnecessary risk. And when you're playing Rutgers, albeit a 11 point game, so it wasn't as close as the score may indicate. Why throw a 50 50 ball when you could just hand it off to one of the horses and get five, six yards. So yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little discouraged by the amount of 50 50 balls, but I think it's kind of, there's a lot more factors that we could get into of why we don't need to throw those right now. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Tyler Streber also brings up, uh, receivers struggle with drops, Ryan. What makes you think they can go win those 50-50 balls? Honestly, not much. I mean, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, they haven't shown the ability to do that yet. I guess there's probably some latent positivity still inside me with this receiver group. DK has. Like, DK has gone up and won a couple of those for sure. But it, this is a solid point. It hasn't worked at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a good point by Tyler. Well, I think a lot of it, too, is you have to rep it, right? So if you're not throwing them in practice and you're not really throwing them in games, you're not going to have the confidence in the, in the throws. Um, I think the more that CJ and Bryson and, and I know in the discord, we've talked about it before that, you know, it's week, what week six now at this point, the offense should be going. They've all kind of been together for about the last 10 months, but at the end of the day, you can look at any offense that first year never goes as efficient as it could be. You look at a lot of along those numbers. I can't remember who brought it up. might've been, Curtis or somebody brought it up. I don't, I don't want to give uh, false praise, but somebody brought it up in the discord that if you look at like the first half of Longo seasons and this last half, they look like two different offenses by the time they get going. Um, and that was even with Drake may last year, albeit being a freshman, his numbers at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year were light years different. Yeah. I think your, your point was really good too. They haven't needed to break the glass much this year. And I think that's, that's a really good point that I probably didn't put enough credit are thought into because why, why take the risk? Like Rutgers wasn't beating them, you know, like if Buffalo wasn't beating them, Georgia Southern wasn't beating them. Well, I you got to kind of ask yourself, what's the value add? So you throw a deep ball and you get a touchdown. That's awesome. Place goes nuts. Camp Randall starts erupting. But what if you throw a pick there? Mm-hmm. And now I mean, you got two touchdowns, four picks. And now everyone starts to, wait, does this guy even throw the ball? Well, let me flip that on you though. Could the value add be confidence in the room that you can do it against a better team? I mean, could the value add be executing it in a game? Could, or maybe forcing defenses to game plan for it more? I mean, do you put any stock into that maybe? Because your point, I, I get your point. I don't disagree. The other part of that, maybe that's the time to try it against teams that you're not really threatened by. The first time I want to be able to hit this pass isn't necessarily against Ohio State and Madison. Yeah, that's a fair point too. Like, I can't argue with that. I, I mean, I've been trying to eat and drink as much copium as I can. After like these, I've called for, what, four... I mean, somebody will remind me in the chat, but I think I've called for four or five 40 burgers and I'm over 
So as Robert told me, my lottery mentality, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. This week, I might bypass the 40 burger uh, just because of history. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to take those shots against lesser teams because it's not going to burn you as much. But also, when you think about a quarterback psyche, a new system, like you can tell the snaps are getting into Tanner's head. You can tell that whether they want to admit it or not, the fact that they're addressing it in the media and people are asking about snaps. Like they're not dumb. They've heard it. They know that it needs to get fixed. So a lot of it is you can rep it and you can throw it. But at the end of the day, the defense doesn't necessarily need to game plan for 50, 50 balls. Cause that's exactly what they are. 50, 50 balls. But when you're throwing those deep routes and they keep getting dropped, why go to it? If you don't need it, why show the plays that you have? Cause yeah, I mean, if they catch it, I mean, either way, regardless if bell catches those or, you know, Rucci catches them or, any of the guys don't drop them. You still have it on film. But at the end of the day, you're going to kind of lose a little bit of confidence of trying to throw that 50-50 when you're throwing a 100-0 ball on a post route and it gets flat dropped. I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's a very fair point. I, I, I don't disagree with that aspect of it. Um, David Picenti, uh, Paciente. Oh, man, I'm sorry if I butchered that. I'm going to call you DP from now on. Keep dialing in. You're going to be DP. Stoked for Cola, uh, Cola Crew once he ain't red shirting. Um, I, lo- I love Cole. I, I, listen, at the end of the day, I don't. I'm cheering for all these guys. I know that sounds homerific. I want all these guys to do great, and the best one's going to win the job. And I have faith in Longo and finding that best guy. It won't shock me. It really won't shock me if Lacru ends up being one of those best guys. So, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm the same as you. That's what fans do. Like we like even when we talk about like the future classes, when we look at 24, 25, like we're looking at Little Lock. We got Big Lock. We got Mabry. Like at the end of the day. If they put on that W, I'm going to ride for them no matter what. But at the end of the day, if they come here and absolutely stink, that's okay too. It just wasn't meant to be. Whoever is the best guy, I, I trust Coach Fickle and the staff. Coach Longo's top five offensive coordinator. Coach Fickle's probably a top 10 coach, maybe top five, depending on who's doing the list, not PJ. But at the end of the day, whoever they think is going to be the best is going to be the best. So it's like if Locke was ready this year, even if they brought in Mordecai, it would have been locked. So they're going to play the best guys available at all times, and everything's going to be a competition. So if it's LaCrue, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll root for 17 the whole way. If he's fifth on the depth chart, I'm still going to love him because he's got the W. But whoever the starter is going to earn it. Yeah, and we've seen that, right? Like we've literally seen that with Evers and where he's been on the depth chart. And that's not to write Evers off. We've seen this coaching staff say the best, most prepared player is going to rise on the depth chart. And if you're not, you're going to go down on the depth chart. And that's, as a fan, that's all you want. You want the, the talent to rise to the top and you want a coaching staff that's not going to play recruiting ranking favorites with, with that talent. And I think this staff has proven they're going to do it. The one thing I'll say with LaCrue before we go to a break, and then we're going to talk some Mordecai with Ryan after this. I have had, he's been on the show a couple times, so I'm admittedly a little biased, right? He is incredibly impressive to talk to from a confidence uh, quarterback swagger standpoint. So he doesn't lack that. And I think all great quarterbacks have an element of that. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk a little bit more with Mordecai, kind of the difference between quarterback play in general or just being able to throw the ball. Ryan wants to pontificate on that. We're going to go there next on Locked on Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show um, and our new friends of the sh- newest friends of the show over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is a way to just keep your family prepared for emergencies. And in life, we've learned this. The world is a chaotic spot right now, unfortunately. All we want to do is talk Badgers. All we want to do is talk beating Minnesota. But chaos abounds in this world. We've seen it domestically, internationally. Jace Medical helps you stay prepared in case you can't 
get to a pharmacy in case there's a, an emergency and you need to take care of your family. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. This is not something, I did get a comment recently, worried about people maybe just using this incorrectly. This does come from doctors. There is uh, information you get on how to use these, when to use these, what to use these to be treated for. So it's not just something that gets sent to you. Don't get unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's what the Jace case is for. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, let's get Ryan back on uh, and continue talking some quarterback play, some Badgers, some comments. Get into all your comments as well. Ryan, one of the things you mentioned, we were talking kind of a little bit pre-show, you wanted to get into kind of the differences between throwing the ball and playing quarterback and maybe where Mordecai falls in that scale. Yeah, that, that's a good thing. Back to your, your kind of your Jace read there. Is there any way you could use that uh, promo code locked on and send one to Jake Renfro? Because we we got to get we got to get Buddy in there because that kind of ties in nicely to to my Mordecai. I don't necessarily want to talk about the issues with the snapping, but obviously it's you know you can't hide from it. But yeah, this one uh, discussion we were having on the Discord quite a bit is I and maybe I'm in a party of one. I think there might be other people out there, but I think there's a a strong and very different outlook to playing quarterback. Like there's some people that are very good passers of the football. Like you could think about a, a old buddy at Hawaii that was just slinging it all over. I can't remember his name. RIP. I think he passed, uh, but Colt Brennan. Yeah. Colt Brennan. If you looked at him, he ran a very similar Norm Chow offense and it was, you know, you didn't necessarily have to do a lot of quarterbacking, but if you look at what Mordecai is doing, He's not putting up the numbers that we all expected. Like, I was the clown show that was over here like, oh, he's going to throw for 35 touchdowns. We're going to say Russell Wilson who? Like, obviously, dead wrong. I I got buckets of crow. I still got to eat over here. Um, But I think there's a huge difference of passing and playing quarterback. Like, even at SMU last year, he had Rasheed Rice, who was, uh, what, a second or third round pick of the Chiefs, clearly can play. Andy Reid is pretty good at evaluating offensive players and took him. Um, So he had a pretty good wide receiver. At the end of the day, he, he threw it all over the yard at SMU, but we've talked ad nauseum how well those other teams were in the American Conference. They weren't bad by any means, but you kind of play with the skill level you have against the skill level you play against. That sounded really, really kind of corny, but I mean, you can only play who you play. But when you look at Mordecai, when you take in the full factor, it's like he's not able to do the offense as he's supposed to because of the snapping issues. Like the the coaching staff can cover it up as much as they want, but when the ball's getting there, literally a half a step, the defense gets an extra half a step before you get the ball in the backfield, and it's inaccurate. I mean, how many times do we need to see he's catching the ball above his head, trying to hand it off in midair, or fake the handoff in midair and then try to hitch and throw? It's like the whole offense is going to be off. So the fact that I look at it like, yeah, he's not getting the yards, but if you take away like some of those interceptions and this is probably obviously copium, but when I look at like, we have to remember Tucker Ashcraft, he is a freshman. He was playing high school football just last year. Now he's playing big 10 football. Admittedly, uh, Buffalo wasn't, but a lot of these interceptions, like you could say, Oh, that one, he literally stopped on the route and then Tanner anticipated it. And he wasn't there. You can look at Chim at Purdue and he kind of got the ball ripped away from him. And then you could see that 
you know, America's all American linebacker, Dolak, you know, drift. He's only like five foot two. He drifts into a spot where you can't even see him over like what, six, seven offensive linemen. I mean, that's your three interceptions right there. I mean, we can make excuses about, you know, old buddy from Washington state kind of running over the edge on Nelson and two fumbles. But it's like, if you take it out, how many plays has he actually made that were like, Mordecai, what are you doing? Like the 50, 50 ball that he throws low and inside. What about, you know, just really bad anticipation outside of the game one of the offense. I mean, he's playing quarterback. Well, we've had, I believe 18 scoring drives outside of Braylon's fumble last week. We would have been perfect in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's quarterbacking. Like, yes, he's not getting the, the passing touchdown numbers, but we're moving the sticks. We're scoring points. Uh, I haven't looked at the updated numbers, but we were average, averaging 33 points a game so far. Now, admittedly, it wasn't the Big Ten schedule yet, but last year we were at 26. Now, I know last year was kind of dumpster fire, but that's a significant upgrade for an offense that isn't humming right now, and that can all be back on quarterback play. Yeah, that, I think a lot of that's really well said. I I think he's if, – if I were to look at the list of problems I have right now with the Wisconsin team, and if I were to list out 10 problems, I don't – well, 10 is a big list. If I was to say five, Tanner Morgan is not on that list for sure, um, to your point. He's been one of the strengths of this team, I think. And this, the stats are what they are, right? I was right there with you. That that was a, also a, a take that I had that I thought he could challenge Russell Wilson's 33 touchdowns, whatever it was. That's not going to happen this year. It's it's just not. Um, but overall, like I find myself never that upset with him. And that's almost the mark – that's almost the mark of a good quarterback. At the end of the game, are you ticked off at your quarterback? Do you want to see the backup? If you can check right. no on that flow chart as a fan, you're like, okay, the quarterback did okay, right? Because we all know the backup quarterback is the, the favorite player on everybody's team. And I've never in any game said, gosh, I, we might want to take a look at Locke here. It's never even been close for me. And I think that's reflective right. of everything you're saying with, with Mordecai. Right, and I think a lot of it too is like he's not, he's not absolved of any blame. Uh, I was posting clips today on the Discord. Like, even that 50-50 ball that he threw, well, it ended up being a 50-50 ball that drew a penalty to Bryson Green. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, a zoomed-in, like, some kind of, like, sixth-grade video editing opportunity here. And it's like you watch him, and he hits he hits his back foot, he hitches, and then he steps up, and he hitches again, and then he throws it, and now the window's closed. So he's not absolved from any of, the, any of criticism. He certainly needs to throw with a lot more anticipation. But I think sometimes when you don't gel with your receivers as well as as you would hope, and I know we could say, oh, they've been together 10 months. Oh, they, you know, they throw all these routes. They had spring camp. They had fall camp. At the end of the day, these are human beings. Like, this isn't Madden where you just, you know, draft somebody, pick somebody up, trade somebody, and you're in season mode. And then you got, you know, you got Justin Jefferson as Justin Jefferson. Like, they have timing. They have all intricacies of their routes especially in an air raid system, it's like, a, it's about finding space in grass, not necessarily running routes. So there's a lot of choice routes. There's a lot of option routes like that takes chemistry to build. And like, at the end of the day, these are still quote student athletes. Like they're in class, they have lives, they have all this stuff. It's not like they're professionals out there literally running routes for three hours and then going to dinner together and then watching film together. And it's like, no, they got to go to class. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, we, we have to focus on what they can do and what they can do better. All across the board on offense, they can be better. From snapping to timing to route running to separation, the entire unit can get better. But the fact that we're four and one, first year in the system, Phil Longo is basically coaching an offense 
uh, an air raid offense with not air raid parts. No disrespect to the players. They just they're, they brought in for a different offense. Mm-hmm. And you're still averaging, I mean, even with that 24, you're probably still averaging around 30 points per game. And has anybody would would anybody say one of these games has been like an A plus on offense? I mean, even an A. I mean, maybe Purdue on the road. No, probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Chez got hurt. I mean, you had the Chim interception. You had Mordecai running for touchdowns, not necessarily making the passing touchdowns. You had a bell drop pass that could have been a touchdown, a little bit outside the numbers. Um, but at the end of the day, like. I would say the highest grade would probably be Purdue, and that's probably like a B plus. Yeah. Eventually, when you look at the history of Longo, that second half of the season is when it starts to go. And if we're putting up thirty burgers, and it's not clicking, watch out, sorry, old <laughs> Big Ten West. Don't let it click because otherwise, people are going to get embarrassed. Oh, I hope so because if you look at the end of our schedule, Minnesota sitting there. If if we can get this Wisconsin offense humming by that game and just put. Oh my gosh! I hope we bury that team. I hope, yeah. So I agree with everything you're saying here. Robert Sorensen says Tanner is a better dual threat than the last dual threat Tanner we had. This is the only. Let's be let's be fair. This is the only dual threat Tanner we've had. I, I think we need to clarify that the first one was not. There was only one threat with the first Tanner. Is all I'll say. No, no, he was a dual threat. He he was very good at running, and he could lay the wood as a safety. He had dual threats. Right. He was a running safety. Like, Robert didn't. Yeah, Robert didn't say quarterback dual threat. He just said right. dual threat. He 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 covered punts. He he was a, he was like a triple threat. That's fair. That's very fair. Don't um, disrespect last, him, Robert. He had a lot of threats. The last thing I would say with Tanner, man, and again, this this speaks to the level of play in the Big Ten West and even the Big Ten in general. How many quarterbacks are you trading Tanner Mordecai for? Nebraska, no. Iowa, no. Minnesota, no. Um, Illinois, no. <laughs> um, Northwestern, no. I mean, it's Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State, maybe yeah, Purdue. I, say, I don't even know if I'm trading for Ohio State. If you're trading for long term, maybe, but I don't know how much, like even just kind of diving into it for a second, I don't know how much Kyle McCord makes this offense better it, with, because he's a first-year starter. I mean, Drew Aller's a first-year starter. Has Penn State even played anybody? Has Michigan even played anybody? I mean, I'm, no, don't get me wrong. J.J. McCarthy, that kid can ball. Yeah. Drew Aller most likely can ball. Talia. He can ball. I mean, he's good. He he can ball. But last year we saw him get beat by Mertz. Now, obviously, it's not a one v one, but a lot of people want to cite the rain. That rain kind of stopped in the second quarter, and they yeah. couldn't figure it out till late in the fourth. So let let's let's slow down on who they played. Right, and let, so we're talking about a top four quarterback in the Big Ten this year. Right, right. Like let's it, again. That's reflect. Yes. Everyone's going to point out the obvious. That is reflective of the talent in the Big Ten. But you'd still rather have that top four guy in a week conference than not. So let's focus on that. Coming back, all your comments next, including Louie S. saying, this is better than studying for my Calc midterm. Louie, make sure you get grades, my friend. But we appreciate you being here. All right, coming up next on Lockdown Badgers, we are going to take your comments. we got a bunch of stuff still to get to. Uh, good friend here, Ryan, on the show. But first, a quick break for our friends. Um Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a new sponsor of the show. We're really excited to be affiliated with Prize Picks. They are far and away my favorite daily fantasy offering. They are incredible in everything they do. Uh, it's just it's just the easiest way to do it. I don't have a ton of time to invest into daily fantasy. Prize Picks is just you against the numbers. You pick two to six different stats for players, and if you win, the winnings just and the money just rolls in. 
That's as simple as it is. You don't have to compete with thousands of people on their computers all day, nerding out on analytics that you have no chance at beating. The sharks out there in Bangladesh banging off fantasy wins. You don't got to compete with them. We don't got time for that. That's what Prize Picks is for. It's for the everyday daily fantasy user. Um, and they have some incredible new offers. It's fast, easy to use. And it's, again, our choice over at Locked On. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. So you get $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. Right, let's get Ryan back on the show. Let's continue our discussion here. Um, Ryan, let's let's get some comments. I wanted to pull a couple comments from uh, our YouTube section as well. This is from the Commandant. The Commandant earned the right to get the first prediction on the show because he was the only one of us Yahoos to not go over the moon on the Rutgers prediction. He said, turnover battle is going to be crucial in this game. Whoever wins is going to win the game. I see a three-point game, 20-17, to 17, but who wins? He says his gut is telling him Iowa because of turnovers, but his red-colored homer glasses are telling me Vaco wins it with a field goal. Ryan, 20 to 17, how are you feeling on Commandant's prediction here? Well, I've been wrong every single week. Uh, not on the victor outside of the Washington State one, um, but the score. I, I don't know. I think it's too early. I, I, I want to default with him, but I'm not. I'm a, I'm a lunatic. I'm a stooge. Uh, that's, that's, it, three points isn't going to be the case. Um, I'm sure the commandant has checked the depth chart. We do know who's playing quarterback at Iowa, right? And who's still the offense coordinator. So unless we're throwing two pick six, I'm not I'm not entirely sure how they get to 17. Um, it could be not punting to to Cooper or or punting to Cooper. That's another comment that coming out of Fix Press uh, Fickle's press conference. He mentioned it's gonna be a combination of schematics. Uh, by the way, Jeff's card tour. Ryan, you're on point with the quarterback play versus stats. Um, he said it's gonna be a, a combination of schematics, not having the big booming kicks that give them time to run, a lot of fair catches, and also just executing. Um, I would just punt it out of – honestly, I know this is ridiculous, but with Iowa's offense and Deacon Hill, Ryan, I would just punt – I would never give that dude an opportunity to return a punt. Is that, is that crazy? No, not at all. I would do the same thing. Um, I think the biggest thing is, like, if you look at Bertram's, like a lot of his punts end up in fair catches or on the ground anyway. So – I'm not entirely sure what he means by like schematic changes. Cause at the end of the day, they're not really going to kick it to him anyway. Cause I mean, obviously he's a special athlete. Like nobody's, nobody's denying that. Um, but I'm just trying to think of the last few games. I don't remember anybody even like taking a punt cause they're all like fair catches or they're on the ground and they wave them off. Um, but I mean, if you wanted to kick it out of bounds, you just put Jack Van Dyke in there. He figured it out on the kickoffs. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Just have him do it. He'll make sure. He'll kick it out at the five. Um, so we do that. Uh, Jake Mayer jumped in over at, um, obviously, good friend of yours, Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he is my keeper. That's my brother's keeper. He keeps me on the straight and narrow, and uh, he makes sure all my work doesn't sound like a second grader. Over at Badger Notes. Go check out what they're doing over at Badger Notes. Jake, Dylan, Ryan, the whole crew. Um, guard your fickle. The whole crew over there is obviously incredible. And go check out the work. All the boys are good. Yep. Uh, I tried to get Jake on a show last week, but he big-timed me. I think he had a family commitment. Yeah, he's he's a busy dude. He he responds to me at all hours of the night. I'm like, hey, my man, you we we got to make sure that we have some work life balance here. Dylan's working him too hard, I think. But uh, yeah, everybody over there is is so awesome and shows me so much time and help. Jake's just one of those guys. Uh, Three Stones Pit Crew says the offense will click soon. Can't say it enough. Believe Longo will open it up when he has to. That's a, 
to Ryan's point, which is probably really good, actually. Outside of second half of Washington State, hasn't needed to. Great week. Wisconsin 35, Iowa 14. Let's, if you drop 35 on Iowa, that is the offense clicking. But let's be let's be honest on that. Uh, I don't know. Scored what thirty one on them? I'm trying to remember. Was it the Penn State? Was it thirty one? Oh, I'm not worried about Penn State because at the end of the day, Penn State's a little bit different than we are. I just try to think of at the end of the day in trophy games, rivalry games, history matters, and you look at them and like we don't scare, score thirty five very often. Like I think it was even 2017 when we went twelve and zero. It was either. Someone in the chat would probably remind us, but it was either like a 24-22 win or that was one of those like 38 big-time ones, but they had Nate Stanley, so that that explains a lot. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we have a new Nate Stanley there now, a little less mobility, but um, yeah, 35-14, even for me who calls 40 burgers every single time, I'm not going to do it to myself, I don't think. Um, I, I do reserve the right to change. Uh, one of the good writers over, great writers over at Badger Notes, uh, Christian Borman puts together our staff predictions. So I'm sure he's eagerly awaiting my diatribe on why we're going to get 40. Um, but I, I think I'll reserve my right to change, but I, I just don't see 30. I, like it is still Iowa. They are still, they still have Phil Parker. Uh, you still have DeGene Island. That's going to shut down one of the sides of the field and not necessarily go at them all the time and take your chances. Cause if you're not going to take chances on 50, 50 balls or, you know, the maturity to risk it, why, why throw it at that guy? You know, no, that, that's the opposite of what you're just saying in the press conference. Yeah, don't don't throw it at that dude. Just just don't even try. Because I here's the thing. I think Iowa. Yeah, and I agree with you. Uh, I I would love I would love 35-14. I think this is much more of a commandant game. Uh, I don't know if it's 2017, but like 20 to 10, 17 to six. I don't. know. It's going to be something like that. I think. I think Iowa, and there's a great comment up here from Jeff's Garden Tour. I hate to say it, but play a conservative Paul Chris game and we win. I think that's true in this game. I don't think Iowa wins this game. I real I don't unless Cooper has a like a pick six or Tanner has just a really bad game where he fum- it's like another scoop and score. I don't think Iowa can win this game if it's a clean game ball on both sides. I don't think they have the horses with Deacon Hill. Yeah, I think we just need more context of what a Paul Chris game is. Like obviously take care of the ball, stop the run. Uh, and make sure you and you run the ball and set the tone. I mean, that's literally football coaching uh, trinity right there. Like you have to do those three things to be successful. So that's why Paul Chris was successful for so long is you could do those certain things and win a lot of games. I don't know that we've been aggressive at all either. Like if we look at some of the PC and I, and I made the comment last week at the game to, to the neighbor that was sitting next to me when Fickle didn't want to go for it on like the 45. I was like, who let PC back in the house? But then it's like at the end of the day, they haven't been uber aggressive because they haven't needed to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, let's, it's all a new staff for the most part. Some of these guys are new. They're all still trying to figure it out. Like we're literally six weeks in, five weeks in to new coaches, new recruiting, new players, new scheme. Like it takes a little bit of time. I I don't see 35, but I don't know. Uh, Mark Benson says Dunbar attending one of my first live shows. What's up, Mark? I'm sorry I missed that comment earlier. We did have several people confirm PJ Hill, Brooklyn, uh, New York. A um, couple more comments here. Nine to six Badgers. That's from Bird Dogger. Yeah, uh, that, that's <laughs> that's where I was going on Saturday afternoon uh, when yep. I saw 24 against Rutgers. I was like, wow, this is going to be an old school rock fight. Yep. Uh, Scary Alvarez says, evening boys. Scary's always up. Like, Scary's always, always up. I want to throw this comment out here. Um, and by the way, go, go subscribe to Scary's podcast. He's got a good one coming up. Make sure you guys go do that. If you're watching the show right now, go do that. Uh, he's a really good dude. He's a Badger fan. 
Um, Follow him on Twitter too, because he 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 roasts people, and it is hilarious. Yeah, so agreed. definitely on Twitter. Um, I want to throw this one out here because so we're going to wrap up on this one, Ryan. We're at about thirty minutes. Really appreciate everybody tuning in as always. You guys are absolutely incredible. I, I, I'm super biased on this. I think this is the be- becoming one of the best Badger communities on the internet. Um, I, I just it's one of the best, I think, and it's because of everybody that's involved, Ryan, in the Discord. So. I'm incredibly, I never want to lose sight of how grateful I am for, for that and the opportunity to be up here and talk about it. It's, it's very humbling to me. Um, I want to end here, shift gears a little bit. Badger Blaze, we, Ryan, we got pretty hyped about the transfers, about the best receiver core ever, Tanner Mordecai obliterating Russell Wilson's thing. Like, hopefully AJ Store isn't the Bryson Green of the basketball court. Do you think we've overhyped AJ Store on the basketball side? Mm, no, but I think... I think there's a really big reason why. First of all, I'm, I'm not great at math, but I know the difference between 5 and 11. Um, so when you have 5 on 5 versus 11 on 11, uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, obviously, schematic, space, uh, repetitions, chemistry. But at the end of the day, like if Store is the player that we all think he is, you could you guard would never do it, but you could literally give him the ball and get out of the way, and he can get you points. So, And also, we also got to be – and I, and I need to take my own medicine as much as that comment. Um, we got to be patient with some of these guys. Like, if we look at Bryson Green, like, he made a great catch against Rutgers. Extended the arms, got a first down. Mm-hmm. Like, when he gets his ops, he, he's doing okay. When CJ got opportunities against Purdue, he did well. And then he had zero targets in the game. I think – I don't know that the jury is in yet on them. Like, we have to give him time. None of those guys are, like, super seniors or redshirt seniors. All those guys are young. What is it's uh Bryson's gotta be the oldest, right? Redshirt sophomore. Pauling's a freshman, CJ's a freshman. Isn't Green a junior? Am I am I crazy on that? Uh academically he might. I thought he was because he played two years at Oklahoma State. And that's another thing. If we look at his stats from Oklahoma State, I think last year I had looked it up for the Discord. Last year he was like fourth in receiving yards or fourth. He was like he it seemed like he was the fourth option at Oklahoma State. So it's not like we just got a Marvin Harrison Jr. or a Jordan Addison transfer in. Like He's young. He's he's not the elite of the elite of the elite, but he'll be very good once they build that chemistry up. But I think kind of comparing him to Store, I think basketball is a little bit different because you can get away with a star player. I mean, look at Johnny Davis. Like that team was pretty good, but he we, we can all say he carried that team. Yeah. So it's like one player can carry it more than Bryson Green. And then last little fact on that, Bryson can't throw it to himself either. So he's dependent on someone else to help him do his job. It's it's true. I. I a couple of things with the Bryson thing. Uh, his numbers weren't great, but if you remember, he missed he missed time with injury at Oklahoma State. Uh, well, he, he came def- here in a boot, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he missed. He got shut down. Um, I definitely overhyped it. Like, I hear your point. They got to give him time. Bright. I don't know if you have to give like a junior receiver that much time though. Like, I think stores. I think CJ Williams is different, right? I think those two are two different categories. Like, one's coming in as a redshirt freshman. The other guy's coming in after playing a couple years. I, I think it's fair to be a little more critical with the lens with Bryson Green, um, but are did we overhype? Are we overhyping store similar to that? Probably, to be honest. But to your point, I think you can make you can just relatively make a bigger impact as a basketball transfer because you nailed it. There's five guys. You can you can change the dynamic of a game with one basketball transfer. You can't do that in football unless that transfer is a quarterback, right? right. Um, a receiver doesn't raise the ceiling dramatically in that super athletic three 
who can who can bang threes at 40%. Stork could raise the ceiling of the team dramatically if he hits. So he still has to prove it. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, we're also fans. Like this is a fan-driven podcast, right? right and right. part of that, at least to me, is I get excited when you land a guy like that. So are we overhyping him? Probably. But he's a guy with the tools to live up to that hype. And that's maybe the distinction. But I, I would be curious, though, what, what exactly did we overhype, though? Because well, if I, we look at – huh? I'll say I did, I did say he could be a potential NBA guy next year. Oh, I, no, sorry. I was talking about Bryson. Oh, like, yes, the, store, store, yeah. I mean, he could go there. He could be a lottery pick. if he. But it's like at the end of the day when I think about Bryson Green, like – and maybe I'm just in minority here, but I had I had way more expectations for C.J. Williams being a five-star kid coming from USC than I did Bryson. Bryson was like – Oh wow, an Oklahoma State. They they run it up and down the field. That'll be a nice ad. Maybe maybe I'm just in a minority there. I don't know that we overhyped him because it's like we also have to we kind of got to get back to the core fundamentals. If our offensive line isn't blocking, our snaps are not good. We don't have the depth at running back now that Chez is gone. We're dropping deep balls. Like all of that is kind of, it all kind of works like a human body. Like you got a brain, a heart, like you can't lose one of those things or one have one of those things not functioning. And then the body to operate at maximum capacity. So it's like if we threw the ball more, if we were up there around 30, 35 attempts a game, every game, and we were trying to throw deep balls all the time, who's to say that he would have been overhyped right now? He might have had more yards, more catches. But it's also like they've said time and time again they're going to take what the defense gives them. And then sometimes they talk out of both sides of the mouth and say, well, we're just going to run it at him anyway. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like you have Braylon Allen. Just run him. Like, I know I'm, I have controversial takes on Braylon, but at the end of the day, he's one of the best Badger running backs we've ever had. He is made from chiseled granite. Run that guy. Run him. Yeah. Like, you don't have to force it. Yeah, that's a good take there. Um, Derek says, safe to say nobody in the receiver core is going pro this year, so it gives us a full year to build some chemistry. Yeah. Well, maybe Chim. Chim might be gone, though. Chim could de- – that's it. I've been saying that uh, Chim, Chim – But could- I also think he's a senior, too, though. So he may he may have another year of eligibility, but he might not stick around. But he certainly he, could. He could definitely go. He's going to test well enough. Um, he's going to be a guy who could slot somewhere in that fourth, fifth, sixth range. And if he wants to get it started, he could definitely go. All right, uh, we're going to wrap it up there, Ryan. Uh, definitely want to give you opportunity. Where we talked about Badger notes a little bit, but where anywhere else people can follow you is at the primary spot. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook uh, at Ryan B Eilers. Um, but yeah, at Badger notes. Uh, I contribute to uh, some of the things the boys are doing over there. The, all those guys do much better work than I do. I, I do more of like a little stoogely uh, week thing, uh, our stooge uh, article of the week. Uh, it's what it's entitled Wisconsin football dog of the week. So go check it out. Uh, it's not necessarily who led the stat sheet, but kind of who had that impact. Um, I think we all kind of know who this one was. Um, if you don't go check it out. Um, but yeah, that over at Badger Notes, not only my work, I don't necessarily put it out as much. Uh, I do a lot of the wrestling coverage that's going to be coming. Um, but we, like you, like you mentioned earlier, when you started naming people, a lot of people over there do much better work than me. So if you're going to read anything, go read their stuff. Um, and it's all free, so no yeah. paywall. I love it. Um, on Wisconsin, a bunch of good interviews coming up. We got Rafael Davis, uh, Big Ten Network, former Purdue, great. Played against those 14, 15 Badger basketball teams. That's going to be a really fun one. He's coming up hopefully tomorrow. Uh, we got a, a reporter from Texas who's covered Mabry Metoyer a little bit. She's going to come on and talk about high school football down there. Reach out to one of his coaches. We got a lot coming up, guys. So on Wisconsin, appreciate all of y'all. Appreciate Ryan. 
Let's go.